Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, welcome everyone. The great Spanky J is here with with me. It's the two of us. I'm so happy you're here, actually. And I didn't even know you had a podcast until right now. That's awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah. bad. No, I mean, I did it. So I started a podcast, kind of, kind of the same premise as you. Um, I started it. I, I had, a, I was during COVID, I believe, uh, the beginning of COVID, and just me and, uh, I mean, me and a buddy of mine, two buddies of mine, which is crazy because we're all um, in different parts of the country, and we just had like uh, this. Hey, we got a lot on our minds. Let's just talk about it. And so we we did a podcast. Uh, weekly for uh, we were pretty solid for a while and then uh, just life happened and we all kind of fell off and me being me and like kind of starting with the group I didn't want to continue without those guys um, under that name and so um, you know like COVID's over uh, so we're actually in talks you know bring it back kind of post-COVID and then kind of just picking up where we left off great yeah that's awesome man i mean as long as like you know you obviously kept the ambition for it and everyone's starting podcasts right now and starting businesses and stuff this is the world seems to be getting crazier and crazier and weirder and more tragic every week and annoying but at the same time there's so many people starting businesses and podcasts and youtube channels and you know clothing lines or whatever it's it's really kind of a weird and somewhat sad, but also really exciting period that we're all kind of living through right now. Like you can look at, there's plenty of negatives to look at right now, but you could also look at this as a massive time of like opportunity that people can really take advantage of, which I think is really cool, man. Um, and now that, now that you talk about it, now that you're talking about it out loud, I do remember seeing a blurb at some point and it's, it's just coming back to me and it was like, let's talk. It was like a let's talk hour. That's Something it. like that. Yep, that's 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 it. Uh let's talk comedy podcast. And it was uh the whole idea was to kind of hit on uh things that were going on in the world, um, while also being funny and kind of keeping it on the light side. Cause you know, I mean, we went through the pandemic and so much uh so much like kind of crazy things were happening, storylines were coming out. So we and then you know, we always have that notion of what is real what is fake, um, and what's in between. So we kind of took all of that and put it together and would say, hey, what's the most interesting headlines you have? And let's go. Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. And some things we got real serious on, some things we um, we like were real lighthearted on. And it was it was a great mashup. Um, and honestly, like the way that podcast started was literally a conversation off plate, like playing PlayStation with the boys and Hey, let's start a podcast. Uh, and that's what we did. And I mean, seeing everyone else, like a lot of other people starting podcasts, it's, it was kind of, uh, I would say challenging at first. Cause you know, you know, the first goal is trying to get views and all that. And then we kind of got that mindset that we don't really care about views. We don't care about what other people think. We're just going to have fun say what we got to say because that's what we started it for. And it ended up, uh, I mean, we didn't have like millions and millions of viewers. Um, but I remember looking at just some of the data um, after the first uh, three months of us like continuously doing it. 
and we had people from like South Africa, uh, Canada, uh, some people in South America, and I was just like, wow, this is that's kind of crazy. And then we, you know, everything we was on uh, on the podcasting platform, and then it was on Spotify, and then on it tell you like what country people were from, then how many Spotify views, and we we're getting a lot of hits there, and it was like, man, we're this is kind of kicking off, and then. Boom, life hit, and we all had kind of went our separate ways, and we're like, yeah, we'll get back to it, get back to it, and we just, you know, we never did, um, and like I said, you know, it's it was one of those things where it's like, man, we, that was our, for all of us, the first time doing a podcast, like, we are getting into it, didn't know what we needed, didn't know what to do, and it was, it was a learning lesson, and I mean, like, I still got stuff to say, you you know, obviously, me and you, we, we've had Zooms before, where you're just like, man, look how crazy the world is. I'm telling you, man, and it's, you know, those kinds of conversations, you, you you mentioned that it started with like a PlayStation, like just you guys just kind of talking shit with each other. And the, those types of conversations, honestly, are hard to come by these days. It's really, yeah. really not that easy to come by just a converse, just a group of people that can fluidly carry a thought for a little while or like think heavy or deep about something or be funny about shit. You know, like it's really difficult. <laughs> To, to come by that and maybe it's just me like I'm I, I could very well be in like a a quiet kind of reserved boring echo chamber that's very possible but I'm, I'm I'm an observant person and I've noticed a lot of people that are kind of just really not so much shut down but mm-hmm. just willing to kind of connect with another person and just like just have a talk about something like can we just talk about reality for for just a minute it's always it seems almost off-putting to a lot of people, you know, to just kind of be a human. And it's, I think that's tragic. Like I love being human. I like other people too, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> ironically enough, I know my podcast has a weird name. It, it turns a lot of people off. You know, if you, if you don't understand my humor, my, the title <laughs> to my podcast is very off-putting. Like a lot of people probably read it and like, okay, this is just a giant hate fest. I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to listen to this, but fuck it, man. I mean, I named it what I named it. So <clears throat> but knowing you that like the title of this podcast is perfect like it it fits your humor and how your personality like 100 percent. and like honestly <laughs> when i when you when you told sent me the link for the podcast and i was i went back and i was listening to some of your earlier episodes i just i started laughing immediately and i'm hmm. like i said i i know there's a handful of people that are going to go into this just like ready to be like oh I, i'm just going to attack this i hate this and then they're going to get like 10 minutes in and be like, man, he has some great points. Or this is really cool. <laughs> that's the idea, man. You know, and that's, I think that's what most people, like a lot of this, uh, a lot of these, you know, Twitter wars that you see with people, 99%, well, first of all, 50% of them are bots. Like a lot of those Twitter accounts are fake. Like a lot of, a lot of the stuff that we see on social media, those little comment wars, a lot of them are fake. Um, but <laughs> 90% of those, like really heated, cringy comment debates could be completely eliminated if we just had, if, if we turned all of those comment wars into just FaceTimes, like yeah. if, if we just a, a comment thread that was all FaceTimes and like, uh, Hey, Joe, whatever, like, what is the point you're trying to like a lot of that stuff could go away because it's kind of hard to like carry actual nuance and like body language and, actual uh what's the word i'm looking for intent intentions with just black and white words on a screen you know it's impossible to like see the humanity in those 
And uh, I think you're right. I mean, I hope you're right. I hope that people would give the podcast a chance and listen to a couple of episodes. The first few episodes are shaky. And still to this day, I'm still kind of getting the hang of it. But slowly but surely, I'm getting more you know, comfortable on the mic and comfortable with guests. And I still haven't figured out how to like do one on my own. I don't think like just kind of sit here and just word vomit by myself for 45 minutes. That's hard. Yeah. To do. That'll, that'll take a while, I think, but, but I'm having fun with it. And to your point, you know, I, I don't not want to be rich and famous. Like if that happens, that'd right. be really cool, but Absolutely. it's not, I'm not really, that's not the goal really here. The goal is to just, you know, sit down with people who I think are, are awesome in some way or remarkable in some way, or just cool humans and, and have a conversation with them about, about whatever, you know, that's honestly, that's the, you, you hit a good point about just sit like doing solo. I was people that, that come out and do, there was a guy that, uh, I he did like a 30 minute podcast by himself and I like I didn't listen at first. I did. He posted the link, and I, I just never listened to it. Never really had time. And then when I actually sat down and listened to it, I was like, "Wow, how did he?" I mean, it's only thirty minutes, but honestly, the, the amount of research or or general knowledge you have to have to carry on that conversation by yourself, because it's pretty much you talking to a screen, talking to a mic. And then you're stating your facts. You're not getting any feedback from anybody. You're just, well, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Maybe put a couple little uh, commercials in if you have sponsors or, or something to plug. Um, like, but man, like he built a, a weekly 30 minute show. And I'm like, man, now match these guys on the radio that are doing that by themselves for as a job, which I get that's their job, but that it, it's hard. And it's, it's something I admire. And uh, a lot of people, at first said I should, you know, when we stopped doing uh, Let's Talk for a moment, a lot of people say, oh, you should just go by yourself. And I'm like, man, it took, you know, it was a lot for us three to do it together. And we're we're having a basic conversation we'd have every day uh, on our, our gaming mics. And to, to fi- uh, configure that into an actual show was one thing. But then for me just to come up with topics and do that by myself, uh, mm, I, you know, and then we, were, we had a trouble getting guests, you know. That was the other part of it. It's definitely a lot, man. You know, if you have if you have a podcast that's like if you're really into sports, like I'm not a huge sports guy. Mm-hmm. I like watching sports, but I don't follow stats. You know, I don't. I can't name the players. If you ask me, you know, what such and such was doing two years ago, I have no fucking idea. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not that into sports. I, I like watching them. But if you're a guy who's really into sports, I mean, those guys can can talk about you know basketball stats for hours yeah. and just keep on going. You know, uh, football, uh, the ultimate fighter guys, the MMA guys that are really into that. Like, that's one thing. Car guys, mm-hmm. you know, you could talk about cars forever. So if you find like a niche that you're really into, I mean, it's just it's like trial and error. Mm-hmm. You just got to keep on until you get better and better and better. And it's just like anything else. You're kind of kind of maybe suck at it at first and then you just get better. It's you, you can't expect yourself to just be a professional overnight, you know, but yeah. conversations, I think it's. I think it's a little bit different when it's when when both parties or all parties can actually contribute to the conversation and like have that that good dialogue. It's a lot easier. Yeah, that's why that's why I just started this with no no real agenda. There's no real like premise to the show. I just kind of want to have cool people on. I wrote a couple things down for us. Okay, I wrote about mountain. <laughs> Mountain biking versus not mountain biking versus street biking was the first thing 
that I wanted to kind of ask you about because I really don't want you to take this the wrong way. Yeah. Other people can take it the wrong way, but not you. Uh, <laughs> street bikers piss me off, man. Like, and I understand. Look, I'm I'm very respectful. Mm-hmm. I know like they have a bike lane and stuff, and I get it. And you know they're trying to save on gas or whatever, but. They, they bother the hell out of me. So just, it's just on stop signs. It's really just that stop sign. <laughs> it's a U2 bicycle, man. You know, I got to stop at this stop sign and he just blows right by me. And I'm like, all right, now I got to look out for you again because I don't want to run you over. <laughs> <laughs> do you do a lot of street biking? Because I know, I know you do a lot of mountain biking. So, um, man, I wouldn't, I, I don't do official, like, I don't wear the, the tight tights. And the you know like the the one pieces and go out and get on the skinny tires. I don't do that uh, yet, and that's mostly because uh, financially I couldn't afford to like live in their world because that is they pay up like starting. I think the cheapest bike I've seen um, like that's really decent is starting at six or seven grand, and. Jeez. that's you know and i don't trust you know driving my car is already a dangerous task uh in the city uh now riding a bike is a different story so th- i kind of stick more to the mountainside um however i will ride like for training purposes um maybe if i have a couple of friends that do both mountain and road bike um so they you know, I'll take I'll take my mountain bike and I'll try to ride with a group of people on a road bike. I wouldn't never suggest that because you work three times as hard as they do. But you know, if, if you got a good group of friends, you you kind of make things work. Just it's kind of more the camaraderie more than riding. Um, but like like I said, I'm more I'm absolutely cautious on the road. I like to give cars their space, even though there's a bike lane. Um, but I'll be honest with you, I. For the longest time up until about 2022, this is so about 20 last year, about last last fall, I could not stand road bikers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the ones that like blatantly show disrespect to, to like everyone else around them, that's that's one thing. I mean, the, the vast majority of them, you know, they're just trying to get where they're trying to go. Right. Trying to exercise, trying to get to work or whatever. Like, I, I get it. But it's funny you mentioned the finances and the like the financial uh the investment that mountain biking or road biking is i just talked to my friend who's a big mountain biker today because i've been trying to get into it you know i've been trying to get into the recreational side of the west coast Mm -hmm. because there's so much here man you can there's a lot of downsides to living out here. It's expensive. There's way too many people. There's yada, yada, yada. You can, I mean, I could bitch about it all day, but at the same time, it's a dope place to live, dude. There are very few places where you have beach, mountains, and sunshine yep. all the time. Yep. You know, that's, you got the best of all worlds right there. And even in the middle of the winter, there's snowboarding, Yep. you know, like you, you got everything out here. So I'm trying to get into the, the recreational side of the West coast. And he said uh, that I should definitely buy used. I should buy a used bike. Yep. And then he showed me the cheapest one that he found. Mm-hmm. And the cheapest used bike that he that he found right away was like 2500 bucks. And then I, I looked at it and I was like, well, is it a good bike? And he was like, well, honestly, man, not not really. Like it's the price tag maybe makes it look like that's a big investment. Yeah. So like it, it would be a but honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy that bike. And I was like, "Damn!" So I'm gonna be dropping stacks for a bike. 
I, I'm gonna need a helmet. I need like the gear for it. I have to make sure that the shocks are right and like all this stuff that I don't even know about. So it's a it's a whole different world, you know. It's it's uh so I mean I I kind of got lucky. I'm in and a little background about myself. I'm from North the mountains of North Carolina. So if you look at the map, you look at North Carolina. That sliver to the left on the east side, toward, close to Georgia uh, and Tennessee, that's the mountain area. That's me. And so we, I grew up um, kind of doing all the country things. Like we played, we played football, basketball, ran track, but then I mountain biked and fished like on the weekends. That was, you know, those are my hobbies. And uh, I think my first mountain bike, when I, I bought it in middle school, we had a mountain bike club. And so I started mountain biking on my mom's uh, basement Walmart bike that she had like okay. from the 80s. And <laughs> it, <laughs> it was a full frame rigid. So, I mean, no, no shock anywhere. So it was just you went up the mountain and you came down, you felt every bump. And that thing hadn't been serviced in like 15 years. But. You know, I wanted like my best friend was a was a uh, he was at the time he raced professionally as a as a kid, and Whoa. so I wanted to ride with him because it just looked so cool. So uh, I rode my mom's bike one time, and uh, uh, the leader of our club was our, pr- our principal, and he was like, "We're gonna we're gonna find you a bike." So they found me this uh, used bike that someone donated to the club. So I rode that. That was another rigid. It was. It should have been a kind of a road bike. We'd have made it a mountain bike. And then my mom for my for Christmas bought me my first mountain bike for five hundred dollars. Okay. So this was like two thousand five, six, something like you know, long time ago. And since then, bike prices just kept going up. Like five hundred dollars was a lot back then. And yeah. you could get a really good bike for two grand, three grand. And that was like top of the line mountain bikes. Uh, fast forward to now, I bought a base model when I when I actually got moved out here to California for $1,800 at a bike shop uh, in the desert. And uh, then I traded that bike in. I sold it to actually a, a buddy of mine and bought another bike for five grand. And then I end, I still have that one. Then I ended up buying another bike to race on for seven grand. So okay, um, I mean you know it's kind of like cars. You know the your 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 hobbies. The older you get, your hobbies get more expensive. But yep. you know like I started as I started pretty as cheap as I could. And then once you got the hang of like at first bike, I banged that bike up. I mean I beat it up. And then once yeah. I got to the point where I wasn't beating that bike up and could take care of something a little bit more expensive. I, I started moving up. So, I mean, your friend is definitely right. Uh, I should have bought used, but I, I had found a great bike shop. And, I mean, they had great deals. Um, they helped the service, everything. They were great. Um, and so I kind of lucked out. And then being that I've been riding off and on since probably the sixth grade, uh, I race. So um, I was trying to get a bike that I could race on as well as well as not break my budget. So I ended up, you know, I ended up buying in the past four years, I bought three bikes and then I still have two out of those three and I race off of two of them right now. So yeah, man, it's, nice. I, I highly encourage it. Um, it's, 
I think it's one of the greater sports and the lesser known sports. Um, but it's still like an expensive sport in the beginning. Over time, it actually it kind of gets cheaper unless you just keep buying bikes like myself. I make it made it expensive. But it, if you buy a good bike to start off with, that's, you know, over time, that's all you'll need for a couple of years. It really is kind of under the radar. Uh, it's, it's an under the radar sport, but it's always been around. And I, we just, you know, when we have a slow, like a slow week at the office or something, we'll throw on videos of just things that interest us. Like I'm a, I'm a big uh, hunter shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I like guns and stuff um, or archery. Uh my buddy really likes fishing. He's mm-hmm. into fishing. So we watch videos like that. And my other buddy, my mountain biker friend, he threw on a couple of videos the other day. And it is, I don't like heights, man. I, <laughs> like, I, there's a very few things in this world that I don't fuck with. And it's sharks and heights. Those are the two <laughs> things that I, that's why I don't go, I don't surf. I don't go out in the fucking ocean. Oh, I, a I, don't blame you. I don't do that. I don't like when <laughs> my eyes are right here and all the shit that can eat me is down here where I can't. I don't, I'm not doing that. Fuck that shit. But it's though it's it's sharks and it's heights and this video we were watching this dude was like he had to be six inches mm-hmm. from the edge of the mountain and there was no guardrail. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's nothing to save your life. It's it's terrifying, man. But at the same time, it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely stunning views, really exhilarating. It looks like something that I would really be interested in, like trying out. I don't know if I would go to those extremes, but I would love to to really kind of get into it. What kind of mileage do you guys look at for for races or for just recreational, like on your downtime? Um, so I I tend to just for fun, um, I'll put in if I'm if I have in shape and put let me let me clarify. If I'm in shape, like feeling good, been working out, uh, been riding a lot, I'll try to put in on one ride, I'll put in between ten to twenty miles. Okay. Um, that's that's and that's usually my goal because there's sometimes you'll ride 15 and you feel good. So I'll go ride another loop that you know close to five to try and get as close to 20 as I can. Um, race wise, uh, depending on what type of racing it is, you can get between 16 to 20. If it's a longer race, you might get 25, 30 miles. Uh, it kind of it it varies. Uh, the I've been doing some races this summer. And I think each race was about uh, in total eight miles, um, but you're you have high elevation that you're climbing in between uh, stages, so it's it's only it's kind of small mileage, but your elevation makes up for that the distance. Absolutely, yeah. Because doesn't the air get thinner up there, so it makes it harder to kind of keep up with yourself? Oh yeah, uh, I think I, I did one. I started this series in May, and I couldn't breathe. Like we were going up, and my buddy who's and, I, you know, just uh, just the way life has been in my job and I've moved from uh, transferred cities, um, I really hadn't gotten to ride this this much that this year. Uh, I think I rode January, February and then March, April, beginning of May. I went I just didn't have time to get on the bike. And so then the end of May, I tried cold turkey to start racing just out, you know, out the blue. And, you know, I felt it. And sure enough, we went up and that first climb, I was just huffing and puffing. And my buddy, oh, yeah. you know, and normally I'm I out climb him and he's following me. He's just waiting on me at the top. He's like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm making it. So uh, <laughs> it and, you know, it happens like that. We've, I've seen other people, really good people that just when you're out of shape, you're out of shape. And then when you're yeah. on in form, you're you're killing it. 
Um, so it, you know, it depends, it all varies. Um, but it's, I love it because I can get 20 miles of cardio or some type of workout in and I'm not killing my body, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand running. You know, I was talking to my friend about this just the other day. We were talking about, you know, different workouts that we do and stuff. And my cardio is trash. It's my, I was born with bad cardio mm-hmm. and I've, it's always been my weak point. So I've always had to kind of work a little bit harder to get good cardio and I just can't stand running, dude. I can't, first of all, it's bad on my knees. Mm-hmm. You know, you may an old, oh, you know, yeah. I can't, I can't jumping around and running around and shit. And just being on the track, like running around in circles for 20 minutes, it's so boring, man. I can't stand it, you know? So being on a bike or doing some other kind of like physical activity is just so much more fun, especially when you're out in the mountains, dude. I mean, those views can't be beat. So, oh yeah. It's, uh, um, have you ever taken, have you ever taken like a hard spill? Yes. Um, is it, does it suck? Because I've seen some gnarly injuries from, from those spills. So, I mean, knock on wood, I haven't had anything where it, I haven't had a a bike injury where like the next day I couldn't function or I broke a bone or um, anything major like that. Um, And, you know, I, I, the biggest wreck I've had here in the past couple years was uh, probably 2020, 20. 2020 summer 2020 uh i was in a race up at china peak uh ski resort and we're doing a race and i I was coming down the mountain pretty fast and you know everything was going well and then all of a sudden uh, i was looking down the trail and then all of a sudden my eyes uh were looking down at the ground and i realized Uh like my back tire hit a hit a rock and had bumped me you know bumped up and i couldn't sit back and get it down and so uh, the only op- my, I had two options. One was go over the handlebars and just, you know, wherever it, everything goes, goes. Or I just kind of leaned to the left and tried to like r- crash into the, the embankment. And so I took the left. However, on the left was a big boulder. So I ended oh, up no. crashing into that boulder instead of just the dirt. And it knocked the wind out of me. And usually uh, our races, you have a 30 second interval between uh, racers. And I remember I was sitting there for a moment, just trying to catch my breath. And the guy, you know, I moved my bike out the way. The guy behind me went by and was like, you okay? And I'm, you know, good, thumbs up. And then the guy behind him goes by and I'm like, thumbs up. And I said, man, I think I need to get up before they think I died or something. So, uh, you know, so I get down there and everyone's like, what like, are, what happened? And I said, you know, everyone's like, you, you were sitting on the trail. Did your bike okay? I said, oh, bike's fine. I said, uh, I just couldn't breathe for a minute. And, um, <laughs> uh, so that's, you know, I was sore for about a week after that. And then other than that, that was, that was, a my biggest like physical, it hurt. Uh, I had one, uh, I caught it on my GoPro. Well, my buddy caught it on his GoPro and I had my angles real shitty, but, um, we're kind of how you were talking about a real tight corner, uh, no guardrail yeah. or nothing. And we were flying down this mountain and I mean, it, and don't get me wrong, we'd done this four times beforehand. So we were all pretty confident in our abilities. And I just got a little bit too close to the edge. And then uh, my front tire went off the edge and I pulled it back because I realized, oh, this is not good. And when I pulled it back, I just couldn't. I clipped the bush and I couldn't save that. And then I went over the handlebars 
And so my buddy, we were all racing each other. That, that's what happened. And, you know, he got the tail end of it. And you just see my back wheel go whoop and just go right over. And then a big cloud of dust comes up. And we all, you know, everybody's like, oh, you all right? I was like, yeah. We started laughing about it. And everyone's looking at like, why are you guys laughing? And like, you got you to gotta see the video. Um, but, it, you know, it's crazy because the video looks so violent and, and scary. But no scratches. No, it just got up and started laughing. More of like, oh, wow, that really happened. So Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, that's good. I, you know, come to think of it, like again, now that you're, now that we're talking about it out loud, I think most of the injuries that I've seen were actually uh, guys or girls on road bikes because they get road rash. You know, yes. if they take a spill on the road. Oh yeah, that that pain is unforgiving. Like it really, and I'm sure you, like you, you seem like a smart rider. You probably have gear on, you know, protective mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. You know, stuff that protects your skin. I took a, a, a dive on my motorcycle not too long ago, actually on the 405. You know, people out here, they drive like they're trying to kill you. Yeah, so absolutely. I had one of those, one of those lovely people um, <laughs> in my lane with no signal, no warning. He, he didn't like drift over into the lane like a nice person. Yeah. He just cut left, you know, without <laughs> any warning. Got my front tire. He hit my front tire, took it out from under me. Bike went down. I, I rolled, I don't know how many times. I think I blacked out actually for a couple of seconds, mm-hmm. but... I was on the freeway, dude. So, like, I got up. As soon as I stopped rolling and I, I like, I could I could stand up, <laughs> I stood up right away like fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. I, like, did one of these. Because I, my biggest fear was getting run over by somebody else who wasn't looking. You Absolutely. Know? I, was like, I was on the freeway. People all over the place going 60, 70 miles an hour. Thankfully, most of the people around me were, we were all kind of slowing down because we were coming up to, like, a, like a traffic jam. So we were all kind of already hovering over the brakes. Yeah. So people were able to like stop pretty quickly. And, you know, some guy, some other guy with a bike uh, came by and helped me up with my bike. And uh, I started looking at myself. You probably can't see him now. Cause I healed up actually pretty well, but just, I lost layers and layers of skin, bruises everywhere. A mm-hmm. couple of ashes. It was pretty nasty. My, my helmet was the scariest part because this is, this is the moneymaker. Right. right here. Absolutely. This, going for me and my helmet the whole face shield was just all scraped up and i was like all right well i'm never not wearing a helmet again so that's my lesson but yeah, it's 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 a scary it's a scary feeling but it's also weird like when you when you're in a situation where you know you're gonna take a dive or you know you're gonna get hit by something mm-hmm. something weird happens in your brain it's like it slows things down a little bit and i I don't know if this is true for everyone, but I tend to actually calm down in a weird way. Absolutely. Like I know my heart's beating out of its chest, out of my chest, and my my brain is going a million miles a minute. But at the same time, I'm somehow like really calm in the chaos. And mm-hmm. I think it's like a survival thing. It's like your brain is just like something's trying to kill me right now. I need to focus, you know. And that's that's happened. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. And it's scary afterwards. But at the same time, you're still alive. So you can just like, damn, I can't believe that just happened. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that sense of, uh, I guess, that sense of danger kind of like, I don't know what the sense is. Because it, it kind of, in a way, activates a new sense that, all right, I need to act. And it's not really a fight or flight in that instance. It's kind of just like, I need to survive. And <laughs> to survive, what do I need to do? Okay, calm down. Relax, relax your mind, relax your body. You're going to, you're going down. You can't stop that. Um, so just brace for impact. Oh, okay, you're down. All right, was that so bad? No, all right. 
And then later on, yeah. that's when, you know, you feel it like, oh, this hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it hurt, man. I was taking a shower with road rash is probably one of the worst experiences I've ever I've ever had in my life. And that <laughs> and that that was like weeks before it kind of scabbed over and I was able to yeah. just be normal. But man, it was it was not fun. Do not want to do that again. But I was also a dumbass because I, I normally have I normally have either leather on or something protective, Kevlar, like something that's designed yeah. to protect you from road rash. But that particular day I did two things like an idiot. I did not have my GoPro on, mm-hmm. which would have really helped me out with insurance claims. Yeah. And I did not wear any protective gear at all. I had, um, I think I had a vest on, like a leather vest. And then I had basically like a light, a really lightweight, long sleeve, like shirt on. And that's it. And then my helmet. So that shirt was completely torn to shreds. Yeah. The vest. Fine. And then thankfully, I actually had a backpack on too that was full of clothes because I was coming back from a like a thing that I was doing a uh, hundred miles away. I don't know where I was, <laughs> but it was it was like a cushy, like a big cushy backpack. So that probably saved me too. But it was it was a nasty wreck, man. They still have my bike. I still don't have my bike back. Oh, They've man. been trying to fix it up the last couple of months. That you know, and it's always the time that you don't wear it. Like that one time you don't wear this, or I don't wear that. Absolutely. That's when that happens. Absolutely. That's that's my luck, dude. Seriously. I, I dude, I've been saying this for years and I don't know if I'm if it's like karma and I'm just making it happen to myself, but I swear <laughs> the weirdest shit just happens to me on a regular basis for no reason at all. I don't know if I just attract like I put it out in the universe or whatever. I got to talk to my zodiac people and see if I'm doing this to myself <laughs> because I have no idea. It's just weird things happen to me. The other day a plane crash. I swear to God, mm-hmm. hand to God. A plane crashed in front of me on my on my drive home. It wasn't a big plane. Yeah, it was a, it was a small airport um, near where I work wow. that has like little private planes and crop dusters. It's like small boys, you know. Yeah. This guy just came in just a little bit too low and crashed right into the fence that is like outside that outlines the uh, the airport. And I was thinking to myself today, I was like, man, I almost got hit by a plane yesterday. <laughs> you know. People walk out and they tell their kids, you know, hey, well, make sure you look both ways before you cross the street. But for my dumbass, it's make sure you watch out for planes <laughs> because there are planes outside and you never know when you're going to walk out the door and get hit by a fucking plane, dude. Like, I, I can't understand why this shit just happens to me. A fucking alligator could fall out of the sky and it really wouldn't surprise me at this point. I'd just be like, all right, I guess that's the thing for today. <laughs> And now Why that you now said it, now when it happens, you're going to be like, well, I just said this on the podcast. Yeah, you know, karma again. <laughs> My first episode is, uh, it's called Mercury. What is it? Mercury's trying to kill me or something, something like that. And it was. Yes, uh, that's actually, actually, I love that. Sec- I love that episode because you're talking about uh, Mercury in retrograde. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> because I always see that stuff on social media when. I feel like Mercury goes into retrograde like every 10 minutes. Every time I log yep. on to a social media, someone's talking about retrograde. But for me personally, like that period in my life, just a bunch of crazy stuff was just happening all around me. And I was like, I, I couldn't, I didn't have any explanation for it. I was like, well, maybe it is the planets. I don't know. Let me try to learn about some planets. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what's crazy is sometimes like things will be going great and then. Kind of how, how you said it, like something randomly will go wrong. 
And the first thing I'll say is, and I don't even call it retrograde because there was a comedian who said, uh, or actually it was a Facebook post, not a comedian, but they said, uh, they didn't call it retrograde. They said it's Mercury and Gatorade. And so Gatorade, yeah. every time like, like a series of events goes wrong, I go, is Mercury and Gatorade? And then, <laughs> uh, you know, I start asking people and then usually it is. And I said, okay, I got to be careful for the next, you know, and I'll, I'll Google the dates that is supposed to come out of a retrograde. And I'll say, okay, so I got to be careful and more vigilant until this date. But, uh, and yeah, some, you know, sometimes I'm like, I just joke about it, but I'm like, ah, it's not it's not in retrograde, so I can't blame it on Mercury right now. But it, I, I understand what you're saying, though. It feels like Mercury's always going in retrograde, and then you don't really think about it until something happens. Then you're like, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I've never really been, for me, the Zodiac was always like a fun thing. You read it in the newspaper, you mm-hmm. got your horoscope. It was like a cool, it's like a fortune cookie type deal for me, but I'm not going to pretend to know what pulls the strings of the universe. Maybe it's the planets, man. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> but when, when planes are falling out of the sky and trying to hit my car, I need to find an explanation for this shit. <laughs> Is Mercury in retrograde right now? Because a plane trying to hit me. I know. I know we got some. We you and my you and I have some mutuals who are really into the zodiac. We should we should reach out and figure that figure this shit out. <laughs> I, I, you know what's yeah. funny? I look for that Facebook post to see if it is from that one person, and I wait, and then I see it, and then I say, "All right, where there boom." I look for your comment, and then that's when it's usually your comment, then my comment, or vice versa. Yep. Yep. Man, we gotta get that's a podcast right there. We ought to get some Zodiac people on this. Oh, here God, yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Oh. Well, in any case, I'm happy we're both alive. Yeah. No, right. Mercury, <laughs> I'm really glad yeah, that Mercury yeah. hasn't killed us yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get myself a bike, dude. Yeah. So you know what? Um, I have an extra bike, and I was going to say that, but I, it, it slipped my mind earlier. We switched, but I have an extra one right now. Um, and we'll we'll talk after, man. But uh, yeah. if you want, especially if you want to try it out first, just to see. And I tell people, and that's kind of why I didn't sell my other one, just because uh, there's a lot of people that want to get into mountain biking, and like you know, a lot of people they say they it's cool and they want to try it. But that initial, I got to drop over a couple hundred dollars. Like once you hit a thousand dollars, it's kind of like, because eh, if I don't like it, I, I'm stuck with this a thousand dollar and up bike. And, you yeah. know, the re, it's kind of hard to resell and start, depending on where you are and what the market's like. So and I don't blame people at all. Um, like I said, I got into it because my mom had a bike that was, you know, from Walmart way back in the 80s. And I just, I kind of got blessed getting into the sport. And I mean, it's, I, I let people, you know, if anyone wants to ride, I say, Hey, I got an extra bike. If you can fit it, come ride with me. If not, um, I mean, where I used to be up in NorCal, uh, I, the bike shop, I, I knew the owners of at least three bike shops and we could, you know, if you wanted to come up and ride, uh, they had loaner bikes and I was really cool with them. So I was like, Hey, I got some guys that want to ride. Um, Hey, can, can I borrow a bike or two? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Cause it was, you know, it was real positive in inclusion and getting people into the biking community because honestly that, and it's, it's I was talking to someone uh, a while ago and I said, the mountain bike community overall in the world 
is in the, has to be in the top 10 of friendliest and like uh, diverse and inclusive. And they meet all those criteria because you, you will see, I mean, there's times where I've gone to a race and, and like, you know, I'm, I, I don't, I hate to throw a race in there, but I'm like the only black guy that rolls up, you know, and I'll roll up to the, to the race and it's kind of like I ride, ride up with my um, depending on what race it is or what mood I'm in. I have rap music on. I have like 90 slow jams on. Like it's it's unpredictable what I'm going to come up. to. I've come up to the race with country music on and people are like what the. But then, oh, when, you know, I get out and I start talking to people. Then, you know, we start riding a little bit. It's I make friends every race. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm it's kind of like a um, like I'm a celebrity and it's. Not and not like saying that like oh you know like he's oh, you're a celebrity. It's kind of like I go and I meet a bunch of people. Then we meet up on Facebook, social, uh, Instagram, and then it's like oh you know this person, I know this person, and so now you know we've linked each other. And I think so far in California, I've linked with people all the way up in Lake Tahoe, all the way down here to uh, all the way down to San Diego, uh, over into Las Vegas. Uh, I've linked some people in California to people that are in North Carolina and, and it's kind of like, you know, this person or that person, I know that this person and we've all linked and, and now we're, we're, we're threaded together in the community and we kind of help each other out. And I mean, another thing I've gotten, uh, I I've been blessed uh, when I, and when I say blessed, I really say that like meaningful because I, uh, I met a guy in L out of LA. He's a ex UFC fighter. And we met at this mountain bike festival. And my first time at the festival, my buddies said, you know, you haven't been, you got to go. Um, it's going to change your life. Well, literally it did because I show up to this festival and I, um, I meet this guy. We were talking for about 45 minutes to an hour. And he goes, hey, you know, I want you to meet someone tomorrow. Come back later. I said, OK. So I meet this guy and he's like. We start talking for about 45 minutes to an hour. And then he said, hey, come follow me. And we go over to this tent and we start talking to this guy out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. And he offers me a sponsorship for his company, with his company. He's like, you know, I'm the marketing director. And, um, you know, hey, we would love to have you on the team. So, you know, I'm like, wow, this is every every guy's dream. Every kid's dream is to get sponsored. And, and you know, yeah, I'm, I'm good. But, you know, for me not to be, I'm not an elite rider. I'm not this like, oh, I win every race. I place good every race. I'm just an everyday average Joe. And, you know, here's my story. This is what I do. I'm out here for fun. I like to be competitive. But, you know, it doesn't kill me at the end of the day if I if I do bad. You know, I'm still going to go to work Monday through Friday. And then I'm going to be on the, you know, weekend warrior. And so, you know, this guy's offering me a sponsorship. Well, you know, come to find out, uh, you know, a couple months later, another guy from the festival offers me a sponsorship with his company. So uh, I got blessed with uh, two two great sponsors, uh, Fluid Nutrition and Hand Up Gloves. Out of one's out of San Luis Obispo, one's out of uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And then I got blessed to be a part, the first sponsored athlete for uh, a mountain bike team, which was like amazing. And you know, like. Uh, team lead pack strength on the, you can't see the shirt, but you know, uh, oh, cool. the, the, the organizer of the team, she was at the festival. We, we met, we talked and she was, she's a strength coach, like a strength and fitness coach. 
and amazing person. And she was, you know, talking to me, talking to me. She's like, you raised, you know. And we just had regular conversation like me and you having. And she hits me up uh, about a couple weeks later, about a month, two months, maybe three months after the festival. And she says, hey, I'm starting a mountain bike team. Um, would you like to be on it? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you know, I'm like, what all, what all do you need? You know, you know my situation, what my job is. Uh, so there's times where I'm not going to be available to ride, like extended periods of time. She's like, that's fine. And all my sponsors are cool with that. They, you know, and that's what I love about this community is like, man, here, here I am just having fun. And you guys want to sponsor my fun. So that's really, really, really cool, man. And, you know, I've noticed I can't speak for the mountain biking community, mm-hmm. but now, now I'm more inclined to to check it out, check out the sport. <laughs> but I've noticed that about, about like every community that I've gotten involved in that I, I had just wrong predispositions about. Like I thought I thought something about community A mm-hmm. that was just totally when I got involved with it. And the first one, honestly, was the gun community, you know, because I, I grew up, the way I grew up was like really, really anti-gun, mm-hmm. uh, really, you know, didn't really care much for hunting. I was very much opposed to the whole Second Amendment crowd and like all, all them, you know, the all of that. I, I hated it. Yeah. When I got, I got involved with it and it was, it, it was exactly what, how you described it. It was very inclusive groups of people, very, very friendly, very knowledgeable. And I was like, Whoa, I was wrong about you guys. Like I I had no idea that these were just humans like me who yeah. happened to be in a different to a different thing that I don't I don't know anything about. So that like really kicked kicked that off. And then I got into uh, motorcycles and motorcycles were another one. I thought motorcycles, you either were in a motorcycle gang or you were one of those dudes who like pop wheelies and you know crashed into people on the on the freeway and stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, same thing. It was very inclusive community, very helpful folks, very friendly. And just that was a, a a moment for myself where I was like, wait a minute, I just jumped to all these conclusions about all these human beings that I knew nothing about. And like that just opened my eyes to whatever community that I was involved with, with to actually get more involved into it. And I met a lot of great people, a lot of really helpful people. And I've I've had a lot of great experiences because of because of that knowledge. Like it's it's good to it's good to be a part of something that's like bigger than you. You know what I mean? Right. Especially when it's something like recreational biking, or it's a sport, or it's something that you just truly enjoy doing. Like I, I love that, and I love that for you, man. That's awesome. It's really cool to hear all that. Really, that's awesome. Appreciate it, man. That's you know what that and when you join a group or a community like that, it's it's a great kind of. Uh, reward it's like a, a rewarding feeling like man especially like you saying you know you had this this one connotation like man these guys are like this and you get in there and they're they're total opposite um uh-huh. it's it's like a satis- a great satisfaction and i mean you know and my i've seen i can i can attest and know what you're talking about by the motorcycle community um i'm just i won't say scared to join i've just seen a lot of uh, a lot of people like wreck and go down, and so it kind of deterred me. Like my roommate, uh, and my where I used to where I just moved from, he went down and uh, snapped both his wrists at the same time. Yep. And so I was actually like, "All right, I'm gonna get a motorcycle." And as soon as I said that, the, like a week later, he went and did that, and I was like, "I'm gonna wait." 
<laughs> but you know the yeah, community you know. they you know his friends that he rides with they were like helping him out they were there um when he got better and started riding you know they're always like helping each other with their bikes um and you know the that people that i met the people that i met in the motorcycle community were more i probably shouldn't say this on this platform but people need to hear it they were more supportive than like a lot of my friends were honestly like yeah. I, I reached out to people who who i thought would give a shit like, hey, I just wanted to let you know I went down on my bike. It was pretty bad, but I'm fine. And like every res- response was like, damn, man, that's crazy. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> almost died. I'm a little shaken up right now. I'd really appreciate some emotional support. Yeah. They're like, yeah, man, that's wild. But then <clears throat> other people in, you know, in, in the biking community that I don't really know personally, I know them through like the rides that we go on and stuff, but I don't know them very well. They actually got like upset with me. They were like, why didn't, why didn't you call me? Like, why yeah. didn't you? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Why didn't I call you? You're 200 miles away. And they were like, no, 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 no. You, why didn't you call me? You you have friends for a reason. Like we would have taken care of you. And I was like, damn, y'all are more supportive than people who love me. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. And <laughs> that is, um, same thing, same thing, mountain biking. We, uh, you know, <laughs> There's, I've, there's been times where, you know, right now, uh, most of the guys that I've, I've rode with for the past couple of years, we're about six hours away. And, um, you know, one of my buddies went down and got hurt. And I was checking on him, you know, I won't say weekly, but anytime, you know, he'd have an update or go to the doctor. I was like, hey, what's going on? How's it going? How was your appointment? And then, you know, he... He surprised me, and in May he was racing, and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to race. You want to come?" And I was like, "Are you good? Are you sure?" You know, like, and he's like, "Man, you know, like, not too many people, you know, knew like really what's going on or what I was going through." I was like, "Hey, man, I trust me. I know, like, I don't want you to get on the bike too fast." And I was like, "Man, you know, I, I hope, you know, I'm like, man, I'm glad I have friends like that, or I can be a friend like that to someone because, um, you know, when you go down, especially, you know, you're on the freeway. That I know that." I've seen videos of that and that's scary. And I actually, I saw one in real life. Uh, we were com- I was coming back from a, a ride and a guy um, went down and then a semi was behind him. So he had to roll oh, out no. the way, but the semi ran over his bike and it was, you know, I thought, I thought he got crunched and I was, you know, I was freaking out because, you know, and I was amazed out of, it was a pack of cars. Only two of us stopped. And out of like eight or 10 cars that all were there and could see what happened clearly, only two of us stopped. And I was so shaken up. Like, what do you, where, why is everybody else leaving? Everybody just zoom, 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 zoom. I'm like, like this dude could have, you know, he could have got killed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it kind of, for me, you know, three or four complete strangers Mm -hmm. actually managed to stop for me. And one of them had a first aid kit and she, you know, God bless her. She tried to help, but yeah. I, you know, I know first aid pretty well. And she came up to me with, uh, she came up to my road rash with a bottle of alcohol with like rubbing alcohol. And I was like, for the love of God, get that away from me. <laughs> just, just give me the <laughs> but to her credit, I mean, she tried to help and, uh, you know, they all gave their information to the paramedics and the cops when they showed up for the police report. And, you know, the, the one guy helped me with my bike and he was helping like you know, kind of patch me up before the paramedics got there. And, it was really like, this is where the hope for humanity 
lies. Like you can actually find that, you know, you, you probably know my personality pretty well. I, yeah. I have a tendency to call things out that I think are nonsense and I just like bitch about them a lot, yeah. but I'm doing that as, as more of like, that's just a personality trait of mine. Yeah. There's so much good. here, And if, if you go out and like, look for it, you'll, you'll find it, you know? And for me, I wasn't looking for it that day, but it just showed up in, <laughs> in the form of those three or four human beings that, that really helped me out. And, and you'll see, you'll see a lot of that. And to your point, man, I mean, if you ever want to get a bike, I would, I would absolutely encourage you to, but it is, it is risky. I mean, there's a risk in everything. And they all say that it's not, if you go down, it's when you go down. It's very, very true. I mean, you'll, at some point or another, you will go down. Uh, And it's there, it's risky, just like anything else. For me, it's kind of a lifestyle at this point. I, for a moment, I thought about not riding again Mm -hmm. uh, for like a couple of days after I remember sitting here, like a couple of hours after it happened, like I went, they took me to the hospital, they patched me up and they fucking sent me packing. Mm-hmm. And I got home at some point. I remember sitting here at this desk and I felt oddly fine. Like I, I didn't feel like traumatized or anything. I didn't, I felt weirdly okay. But then mm-hmm. in the, in the couple of days afterwards, I would have like flashbacks about it and I would cringe about it and it would, I'd freak out a little bit. And I almost decided not to ride again, but mm-hmm. It's, it's a lifestyle, man. It's so, it's so much fun. And I just, I'll, I don't think I'll ever stop, but you know, to each their own. It's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be out here like, man, why don't you have a bike yet? You know, it's everyone's got their thing, you know? <laughs> Could you compare that feeling to uh, where you were, that moment where you said you didn't want to do it anymore to when someone goes, you know how you have a, a hard night drinking and you're throwing up, I mean, just throwing everything up. And then you say, I'm never going to drink again. And then, you know, you might go a week and you're like, I'm not drinking. Then all of a sudden you're like, all right, it's time. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that, but like on steroids. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm pushing 30 right now and it's it's not uncommon for me to be hung over for two days in a row. If I, if I <laughs> you know, two, three days. Yeah, I can kind of compare it to that. But it's obviously it was it was a little bit. You know, it was more extreme. It's just like, it's like a hangover on steroids. You know, it's like in this case, uh, you know, I, I came really, really close to not having this conversation with you. Yeah. You know, I came really close to just not being around anymore. Yeah. And it was it was scary. But at the same time, it, it was almost like a sense of like, I, I can't change what just happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm still here. So at some point or another, you kind of have to take that psychological hit and just roll with it. You yeah. know, it, it happens. I'm still around and now I'm going to be a safer rider, you know, now, yeah. now I'm going to be smarter. I'm going to, I have a lesson that is going to prevent this from happening again. Whereas opposed like to drinking, you know, <laughs> my dumb ass is lying to myself and I'm like, Oh, I'm never doing this shit again. Come Saturday. You know, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's, and you know what, those, those lessons, those lessons are definitely needed, especially like, like you said, it's become a lifestyle. Um, we make get into these like hobbies that are, are basically our lives or part of our lives so much. Um, you learn those lessons sometimes the hard way. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, you know what I, and I, I, I'm hundred percent. I can see, I know exactly where you're coming from. Cause I think every wreck I've had, I've learned, you know, you come back and you learn something and 
yeah, I do a lot. I do a lot of stuff different now than when I was a in the sixth grade or when I started back a, a couple years ago. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. And I, I, don't, I think we, I think we need those. You have to. We live in a weird society right now where we're putting bubble wrap around a lot of things that mm-hmm. shouldn't be bubble wrapped. You know, the reason that our our parents and their parents and our ancestors were able to build the civilization that we live in right now is because they fucking struggled yeah. and they stumbled and they fucked up and they got hurt and they, they were, I mean, obviously they were totally different humans back then, but you, you need, you need to fuck up. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. In whatever it is, whether it's a, a sport or a hobby or a career path or anything, you have to fuck up because you're only you're only going to get better after you do that. Yeah. You're not, if you don't learn those lessons, you're just going to be stagnant and that's fucking boring. Y'all, you know, we only have one of these fucking lives. We're here for like 80 to a hundred years, maybe. And you're going to wake up and be 65 and be like, shit, man, I've been covered in bubble wrap this whole time. This shit was boring. This could have been, yeah. this could have been a lot cooler. Than Absolutely. It was, but I'll <laughs> <the> bubble wrap. <laughs> well, and you know, um, I had my, my old barber, one of my old barbers, um, he used to say that, do we call failure failure or can we label it, can we categorize it in the experience column? Because technically we, what we as human beings, we say, oh, we failed at this, but in reality, we just gained experience so that, you know, whether it's life experience, uh, career experience, hobby experience, but we gain some type of experience that we're going to apply to something, either something else the same thing the next time. Um, so it, I was like, oh, wow. And he, used, he used to drop gems like that in the barbershop. And I'm just like, oh, wow, this dude, like, wow. <laughs> I love those moments, dude. I have, I have one of those. <clears throat> and I don't even know. I have one of those of my own. And I will toot my horn for one second here. And I don't know if I came up with it on my own or maybe I heard something that mm-hmm. alluded to it. <clears throat> but I basically said, the worst thing that can happen to you in this life, the absolute worst thing that can happen is you die. Yeah. Everything else is opportunity. Yeah. Everything else, a tragic loss, a breakup, a broken bone, uh, a failed marriage, uh, whatever. It's an opportunity and it sucks. Not all opportunities are fucking flowers and rainbows and butterflies. A lot of opportunities really suck and they hurt, man, but they are opportunities yeah. to learn and to grow and to get better. You know what I mean? That's my one gem, and I will take that to my grave. I don't. I still don't know if it's actually mine. I could have heard it inside some other place, but. Well, I'm gonna give you credit for it, and I like it. Hey, man! Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, speaking of, um, we're coming up. We're over an hour right now, man. Whew. See, let's see what good conversation does. Like, where does Tom go? I'm telling you, it flies <laughs> by, dude. It really does. Uh, I'm going to ask, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing this, um, this particular like part of the show, but I've been asking my guests to try to drop some knowledge on this like new up and coming generation. And like, if there's, if there's something that you could get out to every younger kid in the world today, just from your perspective or from any perspective, what do you think it would be? Oh, so, oh, I like that. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take, uh, and it's not really a quote cause I, I've heard it multiple people, but, uh, this is something that my grandma, my grandma's generation, um, used to say all the time. And that's 
take your time and don't grow up too fast. And okay. I say that because, I mean, I'm 20, I just turned 29 uh, the end of June. And honestly, when you look back on life and I mean, 29 is nothing compared to some people and where, you know, how much longer I have, hopefully, you know, depending on what the Lord sure. has in plan. But I mean, I've done a lot. I've seen a lot. I've been through a lot. So I feel, but time has flown so fast that, I mean, you know, I, if I, if I went back and said, oh man, I wish if I could have did this, I could have did that. I couldn't list them all. But once I realized that if a situation sucks, that situation is going to, it's going to end. If a situation is good, you have to enjoy it. So you have to learn to take your time, whether the situation is good or bad and, and find the best possibility or outcome of that situation and enjoy that because so many people want to, I remember, you know, you want to drive, you want to drive so bad. I, oh, I can't wait till I get my license. Then you get your license and you get all the other side of the responsibility with, your, you know, getting a car, paying bills and all that. People want to be 21 to drink. And then once you turn 21, now you have all these other liabilities that come with that. But people, you know, and I don't know what, I don't, I can't even tell you what age I started really like grasping that concept but I think over time, I've just realized like, man, where am I, where I'm at right now? You have to enjoy that. Take your time in the moment and live because we, you know, we don't know what tomorrow has, but all we can do is live in today, you know? <clears throat> Absolutely, man. I love that. I love that. And that's an excellent way to tie a bow on this one. Dude, this was one of the most engaging conversations I've had in recent memory. I love, I'm so glad that you came on and you should come back anytime you want to, because this was great. Really. Man, I appreciate the invite, my brother. And honestly, listen, when I, if I, if, and when, cause it's probably going to happen, uh, I get my podcast back up. I definitely want you on board, man. Cause like we have great conversation. I mean, even off, off air, our conversations are epic, man. Yeah, man, I, I always love talking to you. So this was this was great. Uh, so thank you for coming by the great Spanky J. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And definitely come back next week for another one. It won't be as cool as this one, but it'll still be cool. <laughs>